Hello and welcome to Who Wins Podcast, where each episode we pit pop culture icons against each other in a brutal fight to the death. This episode we have a showdown of vampires as we pit Edward Cullen against Angel. I am Chris Bolton. With me as always, my partner in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. Seconds out, round one, here we go. Okay, now... Uh, this may be slightly more problematic than I thought it was going to be <laughs> when I, like I was, I was looking for ideas like to, to cause we needed to, we, we kind of come to the end of our list. So we need to put some new ones out there. So having not seen or read Twilight, I thought like, yeah, the, like this character is basically baby angel. So yeah, pretty much let's, let's pit those against each other. Um, so then I watched Twilight for the first time this weekend, and it turns out he literally is pretty much invincible. Like, yeah. the vampires in that universe are, like, just invincible. Like, they, you can't stake them. They're invulnerable to crosses, garlic, holy water. Sunlight doesn't burn them. Like, you literally have to dismember them and burn them. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, I mean, I... I read and watched these fucking years ago when i was um working in australia uh reason being that i was i i generally have a rule whereby i won't rip on something until i've seen it heard it read it whatever um but and there was a girl in my office who was reading the last one or reading the last ones and she was absolutely gushing over it and i may, I may have made a comment which kind From of mouth, betrayed yeah. my ethos yeah oh, okay just yeah. need to clear that i mean we are yeah yeah Twihards here, so well, yeah, no, um, but yeah, so I mean, I I may have betrayed my ethos ever so slightly and ragged on it a bit, um, and she said, "Well, have you read it?" I said, "Well, no, I don't need to read it. It's fucking no, it's 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 mini Buffy for you no know, for the next generation," and she was mortally offended, um, which I found quite amusing. So she said, "Well, I'll tell you what, I'll lend you the book and you can read it." I said, "Well, I don't I don't really carry books because I'm traveling all the time, so I'll I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll I'll download it, I'll I'll read it, and then we'll go from there." So downloaded the four of them not entirely legally should we say um and i spent about nine hours on a plane i was, I was supposed to be on a four-hour flight and we were delayed massively um before we took off and then we delayed the other end we couldn't get a landing window so i read the first one while i was on this plane and i thought okay it's not as bad as i thought it's still pretty bad but it's not as bad as i thought i'll read the next one um and so i went through the entire set in about a week just because it then gave me ammunition to go back and rip on us and more um so it's been a long time since I've read them. Um, I do have some gripes with the book, but this isn't a book review podcast, so that's probably a good thing. Um, and yeah, on the back of that, she then said, well, the, the films are more interesting. I said, watch the films. So I then watched the films and was equally unimpressed. Um, but as you said, no, the, there, are, there are two problems. One is that the kid basically is Angel, but is more or less invulnerable. Um, and I don't know whether that's artistic license or whether it's because um stephanie Meyer didn't actually want to um put her her leads in danger she didn't actually want to kill her darlings or put them at risk where they could be so all the traditional vampire conventions went out the window so stakes no sunlight no holy water crosses nah fuck that all that shouldn't go out the window just because i want them i, I want to make no i want to make it so we can i can i can tell a normal teenage boy girl love story but have the vampire thing in it um is it, yeah I, I i think i think it's it's partly that and partly um, I'm going to and I'm going to be very careful not to rip on it too much here. I'll, I'll get it. As you say, this is not a review podcast. Um, you know, this isn't better than Mario or anything. So I'm going to be very careful not to rip on it. And actually, um, I'm going to lean in close in case I lose my Buffy card here. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was all right, if I'm honest. Um, 
I'm going to watch the others. Um, but I, I think there's definitely an element of her just consciously trying to be different. There is yeah. a little bit of hipster about it, of just like, oh, they're vampires, but they're not vampires because they're like totally invulnerable and they're not sensitive to sunlight in the same way as everyone else. And it's just that... It's that reinventing the wheel thing, isn't yeah. it, really? Um, it's very difficult to tell an original vampire story, which is handy for her because this isn't one. Um, <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, I I, th- I said I thought, like, obviously, like, he looks like Mini Angel, like, down to the spiky hair and, and everything, and even, like, the, the, the jawline and everything. Like, yeah. they, they, they've cast Robert Pattinson purposely to try and make him look like David Boreanaz, I think. Um, but... I mean, he literally is this. Look, let's not beat around the bush. Like you, you were dead right in what you said. Like th- this is Buffy fan fiction. Like yeah. this, it, it, and it absolutely is. Like they came out in what early two thousands. All right. Well, let me let me expand on that one for you. So, um, Stephanie Meyer claims the idea for Twilight came to her in a dream on June second, two thousand and three. When did Buffy finish? Uh, it was, May two thousand and three. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, I didn't know that, but. I've li- I've literally read that in the last ten minutes. Um, but yeah, that stood out because yeah, Buffy finished um at the end its its last run in two thousand three. Um, I so mean, yeah, that's not there's no fucking coincidence there, is there? No, I mean, look, I'm I'm sure regular listeners will know, like um, I I'm a huge huge Buffy fan to the point where it's I mean, if I am a fan of anything, if I am involved in a fandom. Um, it is absolutely that the show is a is almost a way of life for me, um, and and part of the reason I've kind of not watched Twilight. It's not the I won't rag on things that I haven't seen. Thing I mean I I don't rag on it because I hadn't seen it, but it was more that I always just thought yeah you know this is just going to be Buffy, but not as good, and I don't need that in my life because I have Buffy, um, so I haven't bothered. But having watched it, like it is even more consciously trying to be Buffy than I <laughs> than I thought. And, and yes, it absolutely is nowhere near as good. But turns out, actually, even though it's not as good, I, there's something in me that's still... I mean, I love vampires. I've said this before, and, and we've said that high school stories are always relevant. So there's yeah. something in me that just attuned to it. And I kind of always knew it would. And people that have seen it and know me very well have always told me that, like, actually, yeah, no, Chris, you should watch it because you will enjoy it and i did it's awful it 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 is awful it's very well directed i'll say that very well the, directed i i will say the i mean the i i read the books before i read the film and the the books the the books do my absolute least favorite thing in literature it's first person narrative well that was my biggest problem with I the film fucking, straight away the voiceover started this. i mean voiceovers in films Ugh. are terrible i mean the, the the way the film looks it's not that bad i mean you can tell that it, you know, there's a competent director behind it it's relatively well paced i didn't yeah. i didn't check but something yeah, in my Hardy, mind yeah. somewhere says it's good. So, look catherine is a very very capable director yeah. so um and no it, it it looks good there's a lot of money on screen they've done a really good job i, I won't deny that the the, the acting and the casting maybe not so much but I don't, I, 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 look, again i i thought robin patson was really fucking good like really fucking good he's charming as all hell like the character's a douchebag, but he <laughs> he plays it well. To be fair, he um, really does. Like yeah, I think he's fucking. I, he's good. He is good. I've got to give it to him. I let's say now it, it was. It didn't really do it for me. I I, th- I thought most of the acting was pretty poor. Well, um, most but, of it is, but the, I think um, the leads are, are good. And look, it's got fucking Anna Kendrick as well. I was just going to say that never bad. I was going to say that that's usually the saving grace for me. Um, but yeah, I mean the the the. The book it, it did it absolutely lost me straight away because there are only 
possibly two books I've read that are in the first person, which I actually like, one being Gatsby. Um, this is not the other one. Mark does not, Mark does not like first-person narrative. Uh, nobody likes if you, first... if you can't tell a story and you can't convey what your character is thinking or feeling without going, mm, I wonder this, I'm not sure about Oh, Something's I remember wrong. when I did this. Yes. Something is wrong with your story. Your story is broken if you need that as a device. Now, I, and I'll, I'll even cut you... A, I, I agree, I don't like first-person narrative either, but I'll even cut you a little bit of slack if you're writing. Um, again, speaking of Buffy, you know, um, I think we mentioned on the podcast before, but the Slayer series, yeah. um, which, which picks up generation or so after the show left off actually is all in first person and it's actually it's okay again it's not it's not fantastic but it's pretty good it's an enjoyable read so i can put up with with first person narrative in books and in comics and it is a device i've utilized myself in something i've written recently but if you're writing for screen then how many t- we must say it once a week at least mark like show don't tell it is absolutely rule one so when you have a voiceover you're just at that point you're not screenwriting you're you're making a radio play at that yeah, point exactly not a film so yeah and it, and it is it isn't helped by the fact that the dialogue in that film and the writing in general is piss poor yes like like it's it's so bad that i it is that so bad it's good like i consciously after about 10 minutes went okay the writing's going to be this bad so turn off to it and I did, and I just went along for the ride, and it was okay because the fucking writing is terrible. But anyway, like we say, it's better because I've only just watched it for the first time. It's very difficult to not go off on one in a <laughs> film review styley. But yeah, yes. long and short of it is, um, unsurprisingly for me, most I I knew it, I was going to be all right with it. Unsurprisingly, I quite like it. Um, <laughs> I'm not I'm not by no means going to be a twihard or anything, but I I thought it was all right, and I'm definitely watching the others. Um, <laughs> But having said all of that, like I didn't realize exactly how similar these two were when I put them together. Apart from, for me, there is a fundamental key difference between the two of them, besides the invulnerability thing. Mm. And that is that, you know, for all that he's a douchebag and everything, um, Edward Cullen's just a bit fucking wet, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, and when, when it comes to when it comes to the one fight that he has in the film. Um, it, again, it's fucking comical. It's like something out of what we do in the shadows. They just kind of hiss at each other and yeah. then like fly into it. You know, like when you had action figures as a kid and you'd kind of smush them into each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They just kind of do that and bounce off walls and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I, it's, it's been a good seven or eight years since I watched this. I was going to um, put one on uh, last night because they've just turned up on Netflix, haven't they? Um, and I just didn't get around to it. Sorry? Handily, yeah. yeah. I was worried about having to pay for these motherfuckers. <laughs> Which actually yeah, yeah. now I would if I had to pay for the other ones now I probably would rent them, uh, but at the time I was like, oh, what if they really are shit? I don't know if I want to pay for them. Yeah, um, but it's, it's been a good while since I've um, since I've seen them. But I, it's the, the problem is I said, yeah, you're right. He's absolutely wet. I mean, there's there's similarities to the characters, and obviously they're massive. I mean, massive. even to the point like you know, Angel. The whole thing with Angel was that he was a monster with the face of an angel, um, and in this we've got a very good looking late teen boy. Who's no? Who's he's again? Part of his thing, certainly in the book, is that he looks like he's a lot younger. He looks a lot more innocent. He looks a lot more handsome and attractive and charming um, than. And I mean, when they do it in the film, obviously, as as he gets hungrier, he starts to sallow and get pale, and his eyes go. That'd be much better, but I haven't seen any of that. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 a nice. There's some nice motifs in it, um, but it's it's kind of 
it's 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 emo to like you no know, fucking. Oh, it's emo to the nth degree. I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find a comparison to it. I can't think of anything that fucking emo. Um, but yeah, it's it's and it, a lot of it. It's the, the story behind it is it's no, it's self-imposed. That no, um, the father figure whose name I can't remember. They, they're deculars, aren't um, they? They're vegetarian yeah, vampire yeah, the, ducks. Yeah, the, yeah, the vegetarians by choice. So is it Carlisle, the father, the doctor? Carlisle. Now I do have a slight issue with that as well, right? They've, 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 we really are fucking deep diving on this film. Now, aren't we? <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I know you came for violence, but somehow we've taken a left turn into. Well, we're doing violence to the book instead. Yeah, um, or the film. So yeah, like there's a line of dialogue and again this is how bad the dialogue is where he, he says they think of themselves as vegetarians because they they don't eat people um yeah but i'm pretty sure if you eat cows and sheep yeah and still it, meat. That, that's not being a vegetarian is it yeah that's not eating but, ketchup sandwiches is it yeah that's that's not whether you're not eating fucking broccoli you are not duckular as much as you'd like to be um incidentally i think duckler could fucking take him but... oh absolutely duckler would fuck him up yeah, totally. Um, um, so that tells you where this episode's going to go. Um, look, I, I'm, I'm not even going to try and bury the lead on this episode. If you haven't worked out before you even came into this episode that I have a horse very firmly in this race, then you're listening to the wrong fucking podcast. Um, but keep listening anyway. Yeah, although I, I have a horrible, horrible, horrible nasty feeling that it might not go the way that I want it to go because this motherfucker is absolutely invincible. Um, he's not, though, is he? That's the thing. Um well, no, he's not, but he's 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 a lot less squishy. Yeah, than... he's a lot less vulnerable. Um, yeah. I mean, the whole thing about you know, they can go out in the sun and they just fucking glow. That's just bollocks, that is. That's I fucking knew about the sparkly vampire thing, but I didn't know about it kind of... I, I just knew it was a standard joke, like they're sparkly vampires. I yeah, didn't realise it was the fact of, like, they don't actually catch fire in sunlight. Yeah, they just don't go all diamante and fucking sparkle a bit. I mean, um, I, I, right, if that's the case, why do they even have to live in a town where there's constant cloud cover, because sunlight's not really going to do anything to them, is it? It just makes them shiny. Like you can give, explain... give them away, won't it? You, yeah, but you can explain that away as some rare genetic disorder, can't you? It yeah. doesn't instantly... Now, if you go out and burst into flames, then everybody goes, fuck me, it's a vampire. But if you go out and... Well, actually, they're not bothered because you've burst into flames and you'd be a pile of ash. So actually, yeah. they go, fuck me, it's a pile of ash. Um, who the fuck's cleaning that up? Well, yeah, but... If you just go out and you shimmer a bit, then it's a genetic disorder, isn't it? Fucking, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Your your family came from like no Ukraine or something. Yeah, you know? I mean, especially having a like a doctor for a adoptive father and stuff as well. It's like, oh yeah, he takes them in because they've all got this weird genetic skin disease, same as he's got, so he feels yeah. like he needs to look after them. Like that's so easy to explain away. So much about a fucking film already. It actually is, isn't it? As I was saying, that was like that makes every one of those characters much more interesting immediately. Because yeah. all of a sudden, uh, there's, no, there's something behind them. Not just they're they're just a bunch of similar aged, attractive I mean, people they, who all live in a fucking commune with people who are clearly far too young to be their parents. They've got the Superman problem, haven't they? In that, you know, when it, the thing that really sets apart a great Superman writer is you'll get a writer that will understand his weakness. Okay, yeah. Superman's weakness is his humanity. It's not kryptonite. It's not kryptonite, right? It's 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 his humanity. You know, he will absolutely lay down his own life to save any other. Yeah. You know, he's he's so full of humanity. He is the most human of all of us. That that yeah. is his absolute weakness. And the true great Superman stories play on that. They don't have to pull the kryptonite card out of the bag. Yeah. And even to a point where he doesn't kill. Well, no, he doesn't kill his enemies if he can help yes. it. Yeah. Whereas you know here they've created this invulnerable 
apex predator he even refers to himself as a perfect predator in, in the film and stuff like that yeah um but but then there is no weakness they they haven't realized that in order to make them interesting you have to be able to threaten them and, well, and just and the whole thing with, with the, the the vampire clan family wherever they are and the other vampires they introduce is that they're all more or less invulnerable apart from to each other but then they've all yes. got like fucking superpowers on top of that so yeah, like, he, like he could read minds, all... and one can see the future, and one yeah, can super weird, fucking smell it? and stuff. Like, this whole thing is that they can't just go right. Okay, well, these no, we're taking out these people and stripping away their humanity, so making them monsters of themselves. And the whole thing of vampires being a, a demon occupying a human body with the memories and all that sort of shit that all goes away. Well, that's a, that's a that's a Buffy thing anyway, though. In, to a, to a point, I mean, it's it's rooted in um, some of the older um, Eastern European um, origin stuff. Um, yeah, but that that was really the way we think of that now and especially yeah. you know as we're talking about angel stroke angelus and, and instead we are talking about angel here not angelus yeah. because there's no fight if it's angelus no. <laughs> the, the, the kid doesn't even get to blink um it just it wouldn't happen um it, he'd be murderized in like two seconds flat we wouldn't have even started it'd be yeah, angelus it, it, wins. Just, it, it would just be over <laughs> yes <laughs> but there's as as that has been popularized now, when it is a thing now that people think of the vampires as these kind of husks, these demons, so that's definitely come from from Buffy, and and they don't, I, I don't think they attempt to go down that route even here. It's no. more of the, the classic vampirism as a curse kind of thing, like they would, they are essentially dead bodies, is what they are, with with all the same thoughts and memories and feelings of the person, not that there's all of a sudden this completely different entity set up shop inside them. Um, which is which is the case with with Buffy. Like this entity might have the knowledge and wear the face of the person, but it is something completely different. It is a demon. Um, that's that's not the case here. Um, Edward Cullen is Edward Cullen, same as he was before he died. He yeah. just now happens to have. Well, maybe he could even read minds before he died. I, I don't know. I haven't got that far. As I said, when he watched the first one, I don't know how how they're going to play this out. I can't remember his honest answer to that. I one. mean, I don't really care because uh, <laughs> it's still it, like that superpower is helping him not one jot in this fight. Being able to read a mind is not going to help you here no. uh, at all. So, um, but yeah, some of the superpowers, uh, like again, they can see the future and stuff like that. And it's like, well, how does that have anything to do with anything? Like, well, yeah, that, that's and I mean that does come into play in later episodes, um, if we call them episodes, um, with I, oh, I mean, what was her name, whatever the sister's name was. I, um, I, I can't remember the names. Was of it Alice. Them. Alice is one of them. Is yeah. yeah, I can't remember which one is which. I've which, which, whichever one it was. Um, in the next one, she has a vision of something happening, which then affects the end. Um, I won't, I won't say any more because obviously, if you are going to watch it, I don't want to give it away. Yeah, I, uh, I am definitely going to watch them. Like I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm up for watching all of them now. I like. I may regret that decision. I suspect I will by the I, time. I was going to say May doesn't come into it because I know, like, even the Twihards think of the latter ones as shit. So I know I'm going to regret it. Um, but <laughs> at, at the moment, I'm going to watch all of them. But I, I thought for a minute as well, like they were going to do something. Like I, I almost bought the mind reading thing until all of them had a superpower. Hmm. I almost bought the mind reading thing, and as much as when they first introduce it because he's so fucking stoic and brooding and mysterious and kind of talks in riddles a little bit um which incidentally i again i thought robin patson was brilliant he, he absolutely nailed the kind of man out of time loner isolated not quite sure how to communicate shtick like he nailed that really well um there's but there's almost an insinuation that to start with anyway it's not so much a superpower that he can read minds just as he's so used to being on the fringes of society for the last hundred years that he's able to read people 
Yeah. So it's not that he's actually reading minds, he's reading the people and, you know, almost more like Sherlock than anything else then. Like, he, yeah. he's able to understand how the human mind works, which, again, tying into the being the perfect predator thing would make absolute sense. Um, but yeah. it's not that, it's magic powers. Uh, because in the Twilight universe, it seems to be that anything can be explained away in uh, in a hand-wavy manner. It's just, oh, yeah, they sparkle in sunlight. Oh, yeah, they don't take anything from, you know, any of the last God knows how many years vampire lore. They're just, like, invulnerable killing machines. Like, yeah. it, it, they just make it up and hand-wave it. It's whatever it needs, basically. Um, well, I, I just, I, not only I, that. I mean, they, they do it with her as well with, oh, fucking hell, what's her name? Bella? Bella, yeah. yeah. I mean, like everything which, around which her. Incidentally, incidentally, yeah. just for the record, is short for Elizabeth. Um, and I guess they couldn't have shortened that to Buffy, could they? Because that would have been a real fucking issue. I, I, thought, so, she was, I thought she was Isabella. Oh, well, maybe it's Isabella then. I thought I heard Elizabeth mentioned. Uh, let's look. Isabella makes more sense. Yeah, I'm sure it's Isabella. Yeah. That makes more sense. And that's, that's less derivative. So. Yeah, um, there's something about the way the characters were named. Um, he was named after um, Edward Rochester, and she was named. Yeah, she was named Isabella because that's what um, Stephanie Meyer wants to call her daughter. Uh, after Buffy Summers, no doubt. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the thing with her as well, I don't know. There's a lot of hand wavy magic, but again, with her, he can read everyone's minds apart from Except hers. hers. That's not Why? explained either, is it? Why? Why? Yeah. What the fuck? Who the fuck knows? Um, the other, the other vampires, the ones that come, the basically the threat in this film, um, they, they come, come out of nowhere. They come, yeah, they come because they can smell her. She has a unique but, scent, yeah, but they can only smell her if she has a like. If she has a hair down, they can't smell her. Yeah, because I'm assuming because of they bite at the neck, so that must be the only place where you have blood in your body. Yeah. So you know, as long as, she, as long as she like, doesn't yeah. get a neat little bob, she's safe. Yeah. I'm guessing it's like the, the whole Marvel Incognito thing. If you've got a hoodie and a pair of sunglasses, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you just slip by them and that, 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 uh, that pheromone, that scent just disappears. But again, like, why can they only smell her? Yeah. Maybe it's I just guess. hygiene issues. I don't know. But, you know, it's just, again, it's, it's all too convenient. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a lot of that. But anyway, we, we definitely are slipping way into film review territory <laughs> here. Um, for, look, for all we've ragged on, there's some stupid bullshit, but I will just say this so we can move on. Like, there is some stupid, stupid bullshit, and it is one of the most horrendously derivative things I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> but I found it entertaining, and I'll watch it. But that's, that's me. It plays to my fucking wheelhouse. So, um, yeah. Yeah, let's say for, you know, to, to be fair, uh, for all I rag on it, I didn't have to go through and read books two through four and watch films two through five. No, no I, didn't, I, I didn't have to do that. I could have quite easily said, I've done the first one, I'm out. So th there is something oddly compelling about them. There's something that sort of drags, does drag you in a little bit. And it may be the genre, it may have been to see how fucking bad the hand waving got, it may have been to see if it picked up. I don't know, I can't remember. But there was definitely something that compelled me to read three extra books and watch four extra films I really didn't fucking need to. I mean, I think for me, it's a combination of... I, I do like the core cast. I do. All of them, to be fair. I think they're all talented. Um, I thought it was very well directed. And, like, yeah, it's derivative. And I've seen this story a hundred times, but it's never not interesting to me. As we've said, high school, always relevant. Vampires are cool. So, uh, yeah, I was cool with it. Anyway, okay, so we're pitting him against like angel who he's clearly clearly modeled after there's no two ways about it like he is junior angel um, yes i mean i think the, the 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 main comparison you're gonna or the main difference you're gonna get is seemingly they both have souls like the, the whole 
the, again, if looking at the going back all all the vampire law, there's there's an inherent evil in 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 all vampires, all the way back to Nosferatu and the sort of even the, the stuff that predates that. There's an inherent evil which you don't get in the Cullens in Twilight. So, yeah. Now whether that's because they're sold or whether that's just because. Yeah. you know just like in any other society there are shades of gray and they just happen yeah. to be one of those i i don't know it, it, it's less black and white i think than yeah. the angel angelus divide it, it is and the whole thing i mean certainly with angel i mean the biggest one of the bigger facets of character and one of the biggest things that informs pretty much every decision he makes is that guilt and that regret well, um, this and, this is one of the key things isn't it yeah. like and, so and it comes down to immaturity on edward cullen's part yeah. is he doesn't have that regret because as far as we know anyway he's been raised as a vegetarian well this is, this is what we're going to say is that he doesn't have that so he doesn't have that experience he doesn't have that pain and we see him get quite emo when he disappears off like we get it the first the first day that she's at school they they meet and he's really arsy and abrupt and harsh with her and then he disappears for a couple of days and he comes back he's not hungry anymore and all of a sudden, he's you know, really charming and really you know, nice and all the rest of it, and then stops again, run over by a van. Um, we don't know. That's the only time we ever see him getting re- any real pain or suffering from his from his condition. It, I say condition like it's an illness, um, but no, from from his state, the only time we see him suffer is when he's hungry. Whereas yeah. we don't get. There's no torment. There's no fucking anguish. There's no no. I don't know. I'll I'll die a thousand deaths to put right what I did wrong. There's none of that. No. Um, I, I think that's something that I mean. It's he's it, missing a key driver there, isn't he? Yeah, there's that, that's the thing. There's nothing about him. No, there really isn't. Um, and and it it does speak to him. I mean, one of the things that jumped out to me, obviously, I was watching this with this episode in the back of my mind, and one of the things that did jump out at me straight away is when Edward's giving his backstory. He says he was he was sired in like nineteen something. So nineteen eighteen. He was doing the um, the Spanish flu. 1918 there you go yeah, so he, if he, he was he was going to die anyway so it was a case of well i'll die or i'll have this so like angel's got nearly 200 years on him like yeah, no not saying, quite 200 he's got 140 uh angel sired 17 1753 i want to say hang on google is your friend just a minute i see 1750 something yeah i'm just looking for it now 1753 fuck i'm good <laughs> I, well or sad one of the two one of um, but yeah so he's got what 130 odd years on him something like that um yeah i mean it's yeah it, it's a different no it, it's it's an instrument as i said it, it, it's that immaturity factor that you know he behaves like a broody teenager not a fucking centurion yeah, and I mean, they would have been, I mean, Angel would have been slightly older when yeah. he was sired, but he was still, like, he was a young man when he was sired, so. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I, I mean given, the, given the timing, the, the Spanish flu was just after the um, after the First World War, so, I mean, no, anybody who was around at that time would have known suffering and hardship, and you, know, you didn't know didn't have a great deal of childhood it was a case of you suffered and then you went you went to war um so i mean there's there's that side of it but it's like it's there's nothing to build on from that as you know we get no. we, all the impression we get is this um this family who moved around and he's then, yeah he's basically. been 17 they move around from time to time so he can you know, go to school and not be nobody noticed that he hasn't aged like a cast of fucking happy days um and yeah it's it's like well they've you know, they seemingly had this fairly suburban pedestrian life they just move around a bit to not get caught out now they don't have 
rebellions and wars that they go and fight in. Um, they you know they don't have constant battles for atonement. They don't have crises of co- of, of conscience all the time because they don't have that in their character. They're fundamentally good characters. Whereas Angel is fighting, you know, he's fighting against, fighting constantly against himself. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you take it. We we just said like he had a hundred and thirty, whatever it was. My maths, hundred and fifty, I think. My, my maths fucking sucks, right? But he he gets a good a hundred and hundred plus years. Yeah, well, he gets he gets nearly a hundred years in of just pure just mass murder. Yeah. Uh, before he even gets cursed, so like I, he's done that and been cursed before Edward's probably even been born as a yeah. human, because Angel's cursed in the late eighteen hundreds, which is it's eighteen ninety something. Yeah. That one I'm sketchier on, eighteen ninety. It's eighteen ninety something anyway. Yeah. Um, like nearly nineteen hundred, I think, and and Edward's seventeen. Yeah, he's yeah, he's so he's he was turned in nineteen eighteen, so you're talking So he was born in nineteen oh one. Nineteen oh one. there you go. Angel is cursed in eighteen ninety eight. There you go. I, I couldn't quite remember the year on that. I knew it was eighteen ninety something. Yeah. Um you, you can tell I'm nerdy about this. I'm getting hung up on ridiculous detail. I really am clutching at straws <laughs> here because I don't want Angel to lose to the sparkly vampire. Um <laughs> But yeah, so he's he's definitely got the experience, and I think there is something to be said for that. And he also definitely has the combat experience. Like I yeah. said, when you watch Edward fighting, he is literally just snarling and like jumping at people. Well, that's it. I mean, they, I, I, again, I don't know if it's a stylistic choice if they're trying to make it a make trying to make fight it more a fair and realistic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what that's what they've gone for, and I think you do get that. And you get in the in the the vampire fights in in Buffy and Angel, you get that. But there's still a person in there. There's still a thinking, calculating, fighting person in there. It's not a case of right, okay. And the uh, the face goes up, and all of a sudden it's like right, okay, I'm a fucking rabid dog. All of a sudden, no, they they still fight. There's still combat. There's still all, yeah. I mean, let's, all let's sorts not, of very very loose martial arts in there. Um, let's not forget when Angel is okay. Admittedly, Angelus. Um, I we should probably spoil a warning some of this just in case people haven't seen Buffy and. <laughs> Feel like maybe they will after this post we should probably spoil a warning some of this um but at least you know for the latter half of season two yeah. like for, for all intents and purposes the combat training is going to be the same um angel slash angelus goes toe-to-toe with buffy on several occasions yeah so you know there is a very skilled fighter in there now i'm sorry edward wouldn't la- again wouldn't last like no. a millisecond <laughs> against no. a slayer like not a millisecond um, and, and not just against Buffy, against I think any of them. Like yeah, even even like the uh, the ones at the end of uh, season seven. Even yeah, even like the army of fucking slayers. Ninety percent of them would would well. I mean, it's basically every girl in the world by that point, isn't it? So yeah, pretty much. You know, yeah, apart from Dawn. Uh, well, she's not really a person, is she? Um, oh yeah, that's. that's I, I tend to rather would rather forget that she exists if I'm honest. I, so. I prefer her to um, Connor though. I, I don't know. I quite like Connor. Uh, Connor was mishandled very badly. I, yeah, Connor. Yeah, I, I don't mind Connor. Um, but yeah, you, you're probably right. Dawn is better. I, and, I, and I jest. I do actually like Dawn as a character. I just hate what the show became round about that time. I particularly like Dawn as a character in latter seasons as the comics went on as well. They really found uh, found something for her to do. Um, mm. uh, unfortunately, the show had ended by that point. But yeah, we've let's not get me onto Buffy or we'll just ramble <laughs> here for about four or five hours. 
Um, yeah, but yeah, probably speed. even the untrained slayers, like you could maybe pick some of them off, but they've still got the strength and the speed yeah, and the skill. Um, yeah. And they, they have and instincts trained. as well, don't forget. Yeah, well, that's it. And they have been trained by Buffy at that point as well. Um, but just even even the core slayers, like Kendra's taking this motherfucker out in a, in a heartbeat. Um, and, and Faith would take great pleasure in doing so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Faith would rip his dick off and then uh, and then kill him and then feed it to him. Yeah, <laughs> she probably would. Um, but yeah, he doesn't stand a chance. I mean, that is the one thing I said. They're practically invulnerable. It seems to be like they can be beheaded as long as you then burn them. So they're kind of half vampire, half zombie. Now, yeah. a beheading again is is pretty much a standard kill in vampire lore. So yes, and it's one that Angel is very familiar with because it's something that happens a lot in. But it's like the second most favored method of vampire death in Buffy like yeah you know, if they don't feel like staking them this week they'll be a beheading with a random object yeah like that's that's just par for the course yeah and I also found that bizarre because surely it's easier to set shit, set shit on fire than to chop their heads off I mean in, in the Buffy verse there's all sorts of easier ways they just never take them um, yeah. I mean they they pretty much fall for all the standard tropes in the Buffy verse like garlic isn't a thing but the crosses the holy water the sunlight yeah all of these will damage them. I mean, holy water gets used now and again. Um, yeah, I'm thinking of Lovers Walk, particularly where they yeah. just start throwing holy water, like hand grenades, yeah. uh, just to stop vampires breaking into the magic shop. Like you know that that gets used. Um, presumably, that has no effect on the Cullens' holy water. I, I, I don't know. Magic, I know crosses aren't a thing. No, because uh, they made a thing about crosses being a thing. They don't mention it, but they make a point of showing you a cross. Yeah, uh, these are actually. There's an inverted one, or kind of a, not fully inverted, but it's at like a 90 degree uh, in the Cullen's fucking house as you're going up the staircase. Yeah. You can't miss it. Um, so so crosses and religious iconography don't seem to be a problem for them. Um, mm. So it, it's literally got to be beheading, which I guess is handy because Angel's pretty good with a sword. So he is pretty handy, yeah. He's, you know, he is pretty handy with a sword. He's definitely got the reach over Edward as well, and he's definitely, I would say, got the strength. Uh, yeah well yeah i mean assuming they both have you know assuming they're both equally vampirically strong because like edward like the car bounces off him and stuff but then that's not because he's strong is it that's just because a car wouldn't damage him so well yeah not only that and the fact that no he was moving so because i'm I'm trying to remember he doesn't need to bolt across the car park which is basically like they're the flash essentially so i mean if if you yeah if you can move that fast even if he's not that strong something moving that fast and then stopping dead it's no physics yeah no you've got no the the two forces combined to make no the the equal opposite force makes it causes a greater force so it's explained far better than that in physics i'm sure but you know whatever um but yeah he's moving that fast it doesn't matter how strong he is the fact that he's solid and sturdy and he's moving that fast in the opposite direction it's gonna stop the van yeah, whereas now if that van had hit Angel, like oh, he'd have bounced off it. Well, he bounced, but it would have broken some fucking bones as well, and he'd have felt it would be the thing. Like it wouldn't yeah. have killed him. Yeah, he'd have um, felt it, and that's. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that you always got. I mean, you never see in. Though I remember in any of these films, I mean, they do fight other vampires and werewolves, and so they, there are fights and they do get injured, but there's no, not to the point where like you know you throw him down a flight of stairs and he, you know, he's just going to get back up and go, oh fucking hell, that hurt. Whereas you no, know, it no. Angel Spike, all the vampires you saw in in in, in the Buffyverse, they suffered. You know, they they were they can be meat, injured. Yeah, they, they, can't were meat, die, they were meat sacks. They were meat sacks. They were going to get they were going to get yeah. hurt. You throw somebody off a roof and it fucking they they feel it. 
Yeah, I mean, like Spike spends you know latter half of season two in a wheelchair. Um, yeah, Drusilla is is mortally wounded. Uh, as far as you can be mortally wounded for a vampire when we first meet her. Yeah. Um, you know she is she's alive barely because she's a vampire. Uh, she has to get back to full strength. You know, these Angel week on week get yeah. battered just so that he can take his shirt off and Buffy can clean him up. It's a thing. Like we have to see his cuts and bruises. Like it's yeah. Funny enough, when he went to his, when he went to his own show, that didn't happen so much. Yeah, not so much. Can't imagine why. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, Connor showed up for the eye candy then, didn't he? That was that was Connor's role then. He had all the floppy hair and kept oh, yeah. running around in the rain for no apparent reason. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, they he can be hurt. That's the thing. Whereas I I'm not sure Edward can be hurt. So it's it's kind of it's almost like death by a thousand cuts in that Edward's going to have to slowly break him down. Yeah. And I think. Were we talking about anyone other than Angel or Spike? Yeah. Um, but we're not talking about Spike, so we are, we'll are. we just stick it. And it I mean, it would be a different reason for Spike anyway. He would just enjoy it, I think. Yeah. Um, but Angel's, Angel's threshold for torture, pain, and suffering must be higher than just about anyone else in the imaginary fucking universes well, that we talk about. The, like the, he the issue with it. it, yeah, he, he does, and that's the thing is because of the you know, the, the curse and the way he he lived that hundred years after he was cursed until he met Buffy or until he met Whistler and then um, and then had his um, had his his worldview changed that he would feel he deserves. He doesn't deserve the quick death. He doesn't deserve to be able to give up and say fuck it, just kill me. He's he's still at- even when he's no, he's on his ass. He's still atoning. So the, you know, some somebody's picking him apart. He's going, yeah, fine, I deserve this. I'm going to fight you for it because I don't want to die. I want a chance to redeem myself. But if I'm going to die, it's what I deserve. Yeah. And so he's you no, know, he's going to feel it. Every one of those blows. Every time somebody drops a fucking anvil on his head. Um. No wait, That's Wiley Coyote. But you know, any anytime somebody, you know, anytime he's being beaten and he's down and he's being constantly kicked at, he's going to welcome that because that's him feeling something that he's he, somebody is getting retribution for all the things that he did. And I think that's what no, that's why he never lays down. That's why he no, he doesn't give up. He constantly gets back up and gets back into the fight because he's thinking, well, hang on, if this is how I go, then I'm going to go out swinging to show that I've changed. But if it's my time, it's my time. And when we see that time and again, he he does. I think it's I can't remember the name of the episode, but in season three where he gets um, faith faith shoots him with a poison arrow, that he he accepts that he's he is due to die. He accepts yeah. that's going to kill him, but he still he still hangs in there. He still you know he's still not willing to give up. He still goes back and joins the fight, and as no. As as happens, as I say that that gets resolved. And again, I'm not going to say too much because I don't want to give it away. People are going to go back and watch it. Um, but yeah, he's he's constantly going to be saying, right, is that all you've got? Get, get I'm going to get back up, and you have to do better than that because for everything you do to me, I've done worse to myself. It's it's exactly that. I was going to say what it what it actually is is no matter what you do, you cannot possibly inflict more suffering on me than I have inflicted on others and therefore myself as i yeah. atone for it it is literally exactly. that and and it is i cannot die because i'm still not finished i yeah. still haven't atoned that's you know and, and that's why um you know a lot of people have issues with the ending of angel um i only have issues in that i wanted more of it but the ending they gave us was about as good as it could possibly be for that character in that he will never be done yeah, and if if you end it to such to a point where he is done, then I don't feel like that would have been as satisfying as the way they did end it with him just going like literally facing the apocalypse. Yeah, and just being like it's still not enough. Yes, yeah. it's, it's just still not enough. Um, and and so spoilers again, they they kind of leave it unresolved because 
it, it's just never enough. He has to keep going. Uh, yeah. He's kind of reverse Batman. I've always thought of him as that. He's he's reverse Batman, is is what Angel is. Obviously, there are you know very specific similarities yeah. between the characters. Again, in them, you know, the brooding and the dwelling in the shadows and and things like that. But whereas Batman is all about wreaking vengeance um, and and ensuring that nobody else has to go through the pain he suffered. Angel is the complete opposite. It's about unleashing that pain on those who would seek vengeance and cause harm. Uh, yeah. in, in order to kind of right the wrongs that he's committed uh, rather than right others. So he's he's kind of anti-Batman, yeah. um, which again yeah. is ironic given the, the fact that now <laughs> our Pat is going to be our new Batman. Yeah. Uh, what a career David Boreanaz could have had. Well, yeah. Um, well, I'm saying that, he ain't complaining. He's, well, he's he had bad, several he? hit shows since Buffy. So. Well, yeah, he had five years of Angel, 12 or 13 years of Bones. He's on third or fourth season of the one he's on now, where he's a marine. He's doing all right. Yeah, uh, shame he's a gigantic dick by all accounts. Well, but, no, nobody's perfect. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I don't know. I've never met him. <laughs> Just all accounts say he's a bit of a douchebag. Yeah, yeah. uh, but anyway, uh, uh, back to the fight. Yeah, I can back to. Didn't we on to? Uh, yeah, we we just really haven't got into this at all, have we? Because we've spent too long <laughs> talking around the issues. Um, I think for me, what it comes down to is that, like, yes, Angel is incredibly vulnerable, um, but in this fight, but his vulnerability is almost like his fucking superpower. It, yeah. It's like, oh, you want to throw holy water at me? Fine, keep it coming. I deserve it. Just, yeah. just keep it coming. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Um, I think more of the problem for him, um, as opposed to to Edward, who is apparently a fucking apex predator and what have you, even though he's a bit wet. Um, I don't see Angel wanting to kill him because I, I I actually think he would see almost a protege in him. Yeah, and he's got that I mean, in him. He's sure. got that nurturing instinct in him. He's constant he's he's a protector. You know, the, the name is yeah. not coincidental by any stretch of the imagination. Um he is no, absolutely a protector. Yeah, and I mean I um yeah, I can see that and I think that I don't think it would take much to turn him the other way where this becomes a fight. And I think that you look at some of the fights he did, especially towards the end of Angel, whereby there were morally, you no, know, things were morally grey. It wasn't a case of, right, well, I'm good and you're evil, therefore we're going to fight. There were some shades of grey whereby it was a case of, okay, well, I'm slightly, no, I'm slightly this side of the line and you're slightly that side of the line, but I can kind of see where you're coming from. I can kind of, I can kind of empathise. And I think there'd be that, the only... There would need to be buttons, and I think that the only real button he's got is having seen the way that his relationship with Buffy went, and see, you know, seeing Edward's relationship with Bella. There are a lot of similarities to that as well, where she's vulnerable and completely besotted with him and the life. Buffy, for different reasons, obviously being a slayer, but there's it's almost fucking grooming. Let's be honest. I mean, it really is. Um, it's it's but particularly again, particularly in Twilight. I think. Yeah. I mean, you know, you look at you've got a hundred year old bloke basically grooming a 17 year old girl into a, into a completely different lifestyle um where now she becomes a killing machine um so i mean but no obviously on both sides do you have that but i mean that for me that would be the bit if, if it, anything was going to tip him over and, and make angel want to fight him it would be that it would be you're taking advantage of this girl this can't end well the only way this ends is with you killing her and either turning her or not but either way you kill her I think I you're right, actually. That. Yeah, I think he would see that again. Um, he he just is a protector. 
Yeah, and I, and I think he, yeah, I think you're right. I think he would see that, particularly with the other vampires involved as well, hunting her and stuff. I think he would be like, look, you you have to leave her alone. Um, yeah. and and he would again draw on experience with it, um, because he would, first thing he's going to do is beat himself up because of, you know, the numerous times he ended up just destroying Buffy emotionally. Yeah. Um, it, through, well, you can't say through no fault of his own, but they're equally equally culpable in it but it, it's just one of those things it's fatal attraction yeah um but he would absolutely try and get edward off and, and edward just seems unable to because he knows it's wrong he says it several times in in the course of the film even and i'm sure it's even more so in the book he yeah. knows what he's doing is wrong but he can't stop it yeah well um, i think the second book i think that i mean i'm trying to remember let's say it's eight plus years i'm sure um but i'm sure the premise of the second book is that i owe because of me, you almost died. I'm going away. Not to yeah. have my own spin-off show in LA, but I'm going away to Europe because um, that's where Americans go. Europe. Uh, that's non-specific. Europe. Yeah, um, Europe somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think I'm, I think that I'm, I'm fairly sure that's the premise of the second book. Um, and yes, you know, he even he knows how destructive that relationship is. But then the difference being when Angel recognised that and left, he left. And there were a couple of no, a couple of crossovers where they went crossovers where they went back, but by and large he stayed away and she stayed away, and it broke Buffy until she she could move on, and it broke him and he never moved on. But they stayed apart. Whereas this douche monkey goes, well, yeah, I'm going to Europe, except I'm going to come back and then have another three fucking films. Yeah, um, yeah. I just don't. I don't think even when sort of Buffy and Angel are, are at the height of their relationship. Um, it, and maybe, and maybe this is the fan in me reading into this more than anything else, but it just mm. doesn't seem as as one-sided then as the whole Bella-Edward thing is, where he's clearly he keeps telling her it's wrong, but also, like, I wouldn't say he's the aggressor, but... He, oh, yeah, he, he very much encourages it, doesn't he? Yeah, he, it's, like, it's, he, he fucking try... breaks into a room and watches her sleep for fuck's sake. That's not normal behaviour. That's, That's the closest you get to a vampire cool. trope in the entire fucking series. I know, but that's not cool. Again, no. at least at least when Angel's doing it, he doesn't break into Buffy's room. He does watch from the window occasionally, but it's protecting. Uh, uh, it's yeah, not watching when, her sleep. Yeah, apart from when he's Angelus and he's there to fuck with her. But, yeah, but we have to very we have yeah. to very definitely draw that line. Yes, this is, and Angel and Angelus are two different yeah. characters. Yes, they are. Yeah, uh, very very different. They just share the same face and share memories and and things like that. But they are not the same and. This fight isn't with. If this fight was with Angelus, there would not be a fight. No, they're absolutely. And, and incidentally, before Edward's dead, every other coven is dead in a variety of creative ways. And most of the town as well. Just Bella last, like yeah. absolutely. In fact, she probably gets turned. Yeah, um, it, not probably. No two ways about it. She gets turned. To be honest, she's she's, she's turned just before he kills Edward, so that he's got time to watch it. Oh yeah, you know he would. He'd turn her in front of it, but he'd drive her absolutely batshit. He'd go full Drew on her. He'd yeah. drive her batshit crazy first, yeah, and then turn her, and then work Edward up into a frenzy, and then just laugh at him as he breaks his neck, yeah. um, and just rips his head clean off. They just they, there's no, like, I don't care how invincible he thinks he is, <laughs> like there is just no fucking contest there. If it's Angelus, it just doesn't happen. We're talking about somebody that literally came within seconds of ending the entire world. Yeah. Like it's it's not possible. He cannot beat him. 
you just can't. Um, so yeah, we have to draw that definition because well, there's just, there's just no fight. I didn't forget about it. Um, and it's just right to draw that definition anyway, to say they are to be yeah. separate characters. I, yeah, I went down a rabbit hole. What were we saying? Uh, um, Angelus watching Buffy. Yeah. 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 yeah so yeah, that, that's yeah, the... more what Edward's doing. Oh yeah, with Bella it's, almost. It's, it's, kind of, it's, it's, like it's very much a stalking obsession. Kind of, uh, yeah. Um, which yeah you, you yeah you can you can see you can see that would be the the thing that would that would get Angel wanted to fight him is that no again not wanted to but the feeling he needed to because he needs to protect this girl and in doing so protect her from herself and no he would have seen these tendencies with with Buffy with Drusilla with all these these women over over the course of his his three lives his human life his uh, Angela's life and his Angel life that sometimes people make decisions or people go, people follow paths they shouldn't necessarily follow and get themselves into trouble. And that would be his thing. I'm I'm saving her from herself. She might not thank me for it now, but in the long run, when she's not dead, she might yeah. thank me for it. And um, he'll shoulder that guilt in the meantime because that's what he does. Yeah, exactly. That's what he's for. Yeah, exactly. Um, but there's, I think there's also, like, yeah, you've got to get him there and maybe that's what gets him there. But there's also, you can very much see him lecturing the Cullens on their lifestyle choice as well. You know, being yes. a vampire that has to live on blood bank blood on and rats and... yeah. And all sorts, like you almost feel like he'd be maybe slightly offended <laughs> at the the choice of life, um, yeah. You know, and and knowing that it's when I say offended, like obviously it's it's the right thing for them to do, but him knowing that they can't consciously do that forever, and it's a thing in the first one as well. You know, where um, Edward says, you know, they get this this crazy bloodlust over them when they get a sniff of human blood and yeah. and stuff like that, and an angel would know that because he gets that as well, but he's able to control it through again yeah. centuries of having to control it. You know, he will, yeah. and you and see it in the show that, all the time. I mean, he will go full vamp face when when punches start flying and when there's blood around. Like it, de- you know, it definitely takes hold, but he's able yeah, to control it. It's it. an instinct, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, but I mean, as you say, you can see him taking offense in their life because whereby they're like, oh yeah, we don't eat humans, we only, you know, we go out and slaughter cows. Now, and this whole thing of being vegetarian, it's like there's um, the episode of in um, Buffy season two with the, the with, um, oh fuck, the ex-boyfriend, uh, Buffy's ex-boyfriend from home and the vampire, or the wannabe vampire cult. Um, I can't remember the name of the episode. Um, is it Lie to Me? It's Lie to Me, yeah. It's yeah. Lie to Me. Um, like he goes on about, you no, know, them almost playing at it. No, they, they so they they want the life they you know, they they feel drawn to it they they feel it's exciting and sexy and all the rest of it but actually they're just playing at it and that's exactly what these fuckers are doing because if they were real vampires they'd be out fucking killing people which is bad so yeah, yeah. okay they like the idea you know, they like the idea but they're not into into the execution of it no pun intended and yeah it's just like well if you're gonna do it fucking do it because at least then I've got a reason to rip your heads off yeah. incidentally also one of the absolute best episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer light yeah um superb television um but yeah you're right I, I think there's again there's something vaguely hipster about their lifestyle in it like we don't yeah. eat humans because it's not cool you know um <laughs> which incidentally it's not cool to eat humans but you know for whole other reasons yeah um but yeah I, you could see that that being sort of morally offensive uh in some respects but i think there's got to be for angel to even enter the fight there's got to be an element of someone in danger. And I think you're right. It is Bella. It is a case of, look, you have to walk away from this. And Edward yeah. just flipping on him. Um, and, and I still think even then, a lot of it with Angel is it's just going to be almost amusement and defense more than anything. Like he'll put him down because he has to. Yeah. But to the point, where he's honest, telling, like, to the point you'd be telling him not to get back up. 
Yeah, I, I think that is exactly it's, what he would like, be. I, I don't want to fight you. Just fucking stay down. Yeah, and, and knowing he's completely invulnerable, you can just see this thing going on forever and ever because, like, they're both practically immortal. Edward's just going to wreak havoc on Angel as best he can. Like, he, he's going to, like, fly into him and try biting him and stuff, which isn't going to kill him. If he's got holy water, he can throw that. If he's got crosses, he can burn him. Like, unless he's going to kick him out into the sunlight, though, or behead him or stake him. I, and I think all three of those, he's not strong enough or finessed enough to do. No. And, and Angel's not stupid uh, And again, that's, that's not grasping at straws for Angel. He just, yeah, he, he just isn't able to... He's not strong enough and he's not skilled enough. When it comes to an actual fight, Angel well, would is, just is it. I mean, I think pick him apart. Because of the lifestyle they have, and you see it when they have the fight with James and the other vampires at the end of um, the first film, and suddenly when you read the book, is that their, their fights are very animalistic. They are very much based on instinct, but they don't have any sort of skill or any finesse or any style or any sort of knowledge other than I don't know, they 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 literally see red, and they yeah. start limbs start flailing, and they start trying to hang them, trying to rip people apart, and that's no, that's not going to work with Angel. But given the you know, the the fights he's had, the experiences he's had with other vampires and demons and monsters and all sorts of fucking things, he's gonna he's he's gonna be all over that because he's he's not going to fall for any of the any of the traps. I mean, I'm assuming we're not allowing any of the sidekicks in from either side. It's just no, it's just gonna be one on one. So it's no, I mean, it's not going to be case. Really. No, you can't. Yeah, because so, I mean, if not so much, I, I don't think so much on Twilight's side. Other than obviously, you could potentially have an army of invulnerable vampires. But if you want to bring in angel sidekicks, you you can get like a literal god. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, or you know, if you she's not so, a sidekick, but if you several slayers, that, several slayers. Yeah, you bring a slayer in, and they again, like no chance. Yeah. Like, like one Slayer would absolutely rip every one of the Cullens apart inside yeah, of a minute. Definitely. <laughs> like, and do a nails inside I, I, a minute. I still have like, time to pun. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not being funny. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Giles would take most of the Cullens out, let alone Slayers. I'm fairly sure fucking Wesley would take most of them out. Right. Right. Wesley is low-key harder than Giles. I, I've said it, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. He is. Right, he, it, he not is, immediately. He, he, not he takes immediately. a while to go into it. Yeah, by the time you get to the end of Angel, where's yes, the I agree. Yeah. fucking badass. I mean, it's it's quite funny because you get the evolution, and again, we're going off point, but you see, where no, where's it introduced in Buffy and he's a, he's no, he's mini Giles as Giles is perceived by everybody else, not how Giles actually is. Yeah. He's he's a bumbling, mild mannered librarian from England, um, and then. You see, he turns up an angel, and he's on he's on the motorbike, and he's got the fucking uh, the stubble and then the, the the jacket and the crossbows and all this shit, and he looks fucking nails. And then he opens his mouth, yeah, and, and he's still but then, yeah, uh, but then he does grow into the role. And so by the time we do get to um, the end of season four, be in the season five, well, actually before that, even um, the end of season three, actually where he um, where he um, he, he betrays Angel and, and, and hands Connor over. I mean, this this whole thing, you know, he grows into that role and then he has his own mini redemptive arc towards the end of season five as well, which yeah. you don't you don't get with Giles. So I, I agree with you. I think by the time Angel finishes, yes, he is harder than Giles. I mean, Giles, you know, Giles is no slouch in a fight considering he's meant to be a mild-mannered librarian, but he is older and he does have a, a sort of just supernatural skill for being knocked unconscious yes, at the does. worst possible moment. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the concussions on that dude's brain must be fucking insane. Yeah, like crazy concussion. Um, again, way off topic. Um, but maybe that's one for another episode. Maybe the, maybe. the, the Giles Wesley showdown needs to, like, Battle of the Watchers needs to happen. Um, mm. Probably 
Gwendolyn Post. But anyway, yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> although I guess we've seen that that, that anyway, like yeah, we yeah. properly, that's, yeah, that's we're properly going down the <laughs> rabbit hole here now. Um, where the fuck were we again? Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Um, sidekicks. Sidekick. Any any sidekick from the Buffy verse, like unless fucking you want to bring Xander in for shits and giggles. Like I think Xander and Andrew would be the, probably the two who couldn't really get the job done. I, and I think Xander would actually help the Cullens. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would not help Angel under any circumstance. So I, I don't think sidekicks is the way to go here. Well, no. I mean, we don't allow it very often anyway. No, exactly. Um, but yeah, so but in this I mean. case, no yeah. chance. So yeah, I can't remember how we got onto sidekicks, but yeah, I think it's. There's no fighting style. So, oh, that's right. Because there's no fighting style, it's very feral. You would need a pack to take down Angel because he is a skilled fighter. He is probably stronger. He's no, certainly more combat ready. He may not have the, no, the, the invulnerabilities, but he's certainly got more about him in a fight. So I think that's where I was going with that, is that you would need yeah. that pack mentality, which you yeah. don't have. And, and I think I think what it comes down to is, like, even let's say you, okay, I'm really going to go out on a limb here. Um <laughs> But let's say you allowed the Cullens and you didn't allow Angel sidekicks and they're all invulnerable and there's what, five or six of them? I think there are three couples, there's the, the, the quote-unquote parents, two, and then two couples behind them and then Edward. So yes, yes there's it is a, few of them. a lot of them. It is a few of them. Um, I still think Angel is that much more of a finessed fighter that eight, I reckon yeah. he'd take more. I, 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 I genuinely, and even with the invulnerability, like as much as it's a problem that they're so invulnerable, like probably the first, like if you give him a choice of weapon, he's going to go for a sword. He's going to use his fists and a sword, uh, yeah. which, you know, is is the one thing that, you know, sword's going to behead them and then he just needs to get a big old fucking fire going. Yeah. Which is not going to be a problem. Like you can light pretty much anything on fire. Yeah. So, I think I don't think they go down easily necessarily, but I don't think they're anything special in terms of like even other vampires that Angel has faced. I don't think they're anything special compared to say, for instance, a Spike or a Dala. I, I, like no. I think both of those would absolutely obliterate the Cullens. Yeah. So and I think the difference as well being that if um, if you were to put Angel in into that situation against a Spike or a Dala or a Rusilla, is that they're all about fucking head games. Yes. Whereas the Cullens aren't. No, that, see, that is the key thing as well, isn't it? Is that even though, and as I say, it's very important to remember we're talking about Angel, um, Angelus is still within him. Yeah. And, you know, he, he consciously represses that because he has a soul and he knows that's wrong. And we actually see that better with Spike in later seasons than we do with Angel, I think. But yes. there's, there's a conscious effort to push that down because he knows full well what he's capable of. Yeah. And I don't think, even on their best day or worst day, depending on how you want to look at this, any one of the Cullens is capable of that level of just fuckery. There's no, no. other word for it, just no. absolute fuckery. There's no other word for it. They, they, I don't think they can be that twisted. And if he had to be, Angel could. Yeah. I think yeah. I think he'd probably throw himself on a stake first. But I, I don't know because again, you look at he would the, the cause he'd be doing it for. I think he would probably think it was worth it. You would probably think it was worthwhile. And he had yeah, to do it. Maybe actually, and yeah, the more I think about it, I'm, I'm thinking back again 
um, to, to kind of things that you've seen Angel do, and he will like he will take demons into himself to fight them. Yeah, uh, we we've seen that happen. So we'll literally put himself on the line and allow another demon in just because he's the only person that can. Um, so yeah, I, I yeah, so I guess that will work as well. I I just don't think, aside from being invulnerable, they can bring anything to the fight because no. they are just the absolute most watered down, piss weak carbon copy. Well, yeah, I mean, that was Edward whole... is anyway, of, yeah. of Angel. It's, well, that was the whole point, wasn't it? It was, um, oh, yes, they're vampires because you no know, vampires were the thing at the time because we just had Buffy and you now vampires were cool. Vampires were things to go, it was the route to go down. But the fact that vampires is incidental, it's it's telling us it, the, the story is telling or the, the, the novel and the film, it's telling the story of two outsiders coming together and learning actually the world's not so bad and you know, they, yeah. they have a place. And if you look at it from that narrative point of view, the, the, the vampire arc is incidental. And they could have been anything. They could have been gypsies. They could have been dentists. They could have been fucking chartered accountants. They could have been Republicans. It doesn't, it wouldn't matter because it's about, you know, it's finding kindred spirits and finding that place where you belong in a, in a, in a social setting and just happen to be pinned on vampires in a small town. You could have done yeah. it with anything. And I think that's the biggest weakness with Twilight in terms of their vampire characters is that they don't need to be vampires. Well, they aren't vampires. I'm, I'm just putting that flag well, right yeah. in the sand right yeah. now. They even they're very careful to distance themselves from that, at, at least in the film as well. I yes. don't know what it's like in the book, but it, even though like Edward makes her say it out loud, she's like, "You know what I am." Say it. She says vampire, and he almost finds it amusing that she would call him that because yeah. when she's researching it on the internet, uh, and incidentally, her research on the internet makes her go to a bookstore because hipster bullshit. Um, <laughs> And she buys a book and, and reads about it in the book. Like they're very careful not to refer to them as vampires. Again, yeah. there's something demonic about them, and the word vampire is mentioned in the text, but it doesn't call them vampires. It more alludes to the fact that they are kind of similar to. Yeah, they're vampiric a, rather than being. Yeah, vampires. they are vampiric rather than vampires. Um, so oh, fuck if, there, if ever there was a semantic argument, that's one. I no, it is though, isn't it? Like oh yeah, you, absolutely. They are because those were the very words as I was watching it. I thought like, okay, they're vampiric, um, you know, in this in the same way that you see you do see that in a lot of modern vampire fiction. Now you don't get vampires, but you will get vampiric beings. A yeah. true vampire is quite rare now. Hmm. Um, I think in in storytelling, I can't remember the last one I really saw. Oh, I mean Castlevania, I guess on Netflix. Yeah, but, but I mean, I mean, again, that's that's not a new story. That's, that's rooted in old, yeah. So there is more of a tendency for beings to be vampiric and to suck life force and things rather yeah. than be a flat out Bram Stoker esque yeah. vampire. I mean, I mean, the vampire thing's kind of done and run its course for the time being, and I think there's you no know, general vagaries around undead and you know, plague, you no know, plague, you no know, plague, not zombies and stuff. Now that tends to be the thing at the moment, doesn't it? So I mean, we'll probably see a resurgence of vampires in the next what ten, fifteen years. Uh, everything's cyclical yeah it'll it'll come it'll, back. It'll, it'll come around and i think there'll be another, another way of retelling and then you'll go back and this is uh, twilight as a series and buffy as a series will be revisited and reinvented in a way that's they're not vampires they're vampiric but they are fucking vampires because that's what they are um and it'll well, be i no, mean buffy's already doing that but well, in comics yeah. they're, they're zompires now uh, in in the comics um, it's not as dumb as it sounds. I promise you, it's not right, as dumb have, as it sounds. I don't have to get onto that one. There's, there's like there's reasoning behind it and everything, but yeah, there's umpires now, which but, is it. But again, if if there's reasoning for it and it's done in a story way that's a, that's evolved that universe, then that's no, that's fine because they've they've put the work in. 
Yes. It's when, it's when they just go, oh, well, they're not, no, they're not vampires. They're vampiric beings because there's so much fucking difference. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but we'll, and, I mean, yeah. again. It's not, semantic argument, but yeah, one that's worth making, I think, because it's it's definitely there. Um, off topic, you, do you know what? This show lately, <laughs> the last few episodes of this show, like we've gone everywhere but talk about the actual fucking fight. And actually, I think when we have talked about the fight in this episode, we have gone into it in, in sort of more detail than we usually would in terms of powers and strength and things like that. But fucking hell, we don't have to go down some rabbit holes. It's because uh, I've started drinking again. Well, I haven't. I'm sober, I, which yeah, just I had happened. like three hours where I was sober, and now I'm, I'm back on the beer again, and it's like, well, fuck it, crack on. Yeah, we, we just happen to be talking about something that's very firmly in my wheelhouse <laughs> this week, I think. So I'm I'm just more likely than ever to just go off on a tangent. So sorry, listeners, I hope uh, this isn't boring the shit out of you, um, but whatever, it, it's free. So <laughs> exactly. Uh, I look flag in the sand. Um, talking, we we've talked always around it. Like yes. They are seemingly invincible, but their vulnerability is having their head cut off. I mean, and, and Angel's going to do it. Yeah. I, I, and I'm I, not I, just saying it because, I, like, right back at the start, I was like, I've got a, a horse in the race and stuff. But I was worried that, you know, he was a bit too squishy compared to them. But the more I think about fair. it, like, though he's squishy, like I said, it's kind of pain is kind of his superpower. So, yeah. And I mean, to be fair, every time we, we openly say at the beginning we have a, have a horse in the race, it fucking loses. It it's does. Called, and it's I called honestly, beef by the end. I honestly thought, after watching Twilight on the weekend, I honestly thought Angel was going down and regretted even putting this one on the list. Because when I put it on the list, I was just like, oh, yeah, that'd be good. We'll fucking bash Twilight for half an hour, and then Angel will, like, rip his fucking head off and take a piss on his body or something. But Well, let's be fair. It's been an hour and ten minutes before he's done that. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. And, and that's because we've gone down a down a rabbit hole somewhere. But Only one? Yeah, well, more than one. I think... <laughs> I do think he'll. I, I think he's got it. I, I, I think, think he's got it. I think, I think so. the mind reading is of no consequence. No. Um. The only the only way the mind reading plays into it is if Angel decides to sulk in the shadows for a bit first, which you know again is an Angel move, but that would be more predetermined. And as we said, I think he needs to be built up to this fight. Oh yeah, so, I mean the the fight itself is going to be instincts. The yes. fight itself is going to be right. I don't want to fight you. I want to talk you out of this. I want to talk you into into a position where you fuck off and leave her alone. You're not yes. going to let me. You're going to throw down. I'm going to have to defend myself and defend this girl, and that's what's going to make me kill you. And because of that, he's going to be des- he's going to become desperate very quickly, and that's where the mind reading goes out the window. Because once he's desperate, he's not going to be thinking four, five, six moves ahead. He's not playing fucking chess. He's no, going to be whereas Angel would be. That's the thing. He's got it over him mentally as well, in more ways than one. Because either Angel is able to play the mind games like better than anybody that's mm. that's his whole thing like yeah. i said angelus is separate characters but angelus is still in there like yeah. that like he he has that knowledge that's that's gained experience so he's able to play those mind games also though like even if he's just being his regular self like the the overriding thing that bothered me with with edward like i say he was really aloof and a bit hipster and stuff but he's a smug little arsehole yes and yes he is like Angel even outsmugs him when he needs to. <laughs> like, and I think that would wind him up. Like, yeah, because every facet of his character is so similar to Angel's. Like I said, even right when he needs to be smug, Angel can be an absolute fucking wanker. Oh, absolutely, yeah, he can be and, a complete dick. Yeah, absolute wanker, and it's it's just there that would wind him up as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, 
you know, because yeah, he can he can be holier than thou and he can be smug because he's got all those extra years of experience. And this is to him a literal fucking baby. Yeah. He's fighting a baby here. Yeah. This is somebody who shouldn't who would you know, he's got two, if not three, lifetimes over him. Yeah. And no. and not just like regular lifetimes where he was a fucking grocery store clerk or an accountant. Yeah. Like hard lifetimes full of yeah. lessons. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. He's he's just got it all over him in every single way, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. I mean I I mean I, I was the same as you coming into it, having not read or watched for quite some time, I was I was pretty happy that Angel wouldn't have it. But then as I was doing a bit a little bit of research before we started, oh fuck yeah, I forgot about that. Fuck, I forgot about that. Fuck, I forgot he could do that. Um, and I did come into it thinking, yeah, we might be in a bit of trouble here, um, knowing full well that your your horse in the race is going to be the same as mine. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think you know, having gone through it and sort of talked through those various strengths and weaknesses, I think you're right. I think that he's going to have it over him, in as much as he j- he's just going to be able to, if anything, get get him to outfight himself. He's going to you know he's going to get Ed- Edward to make mistakes rather than uh, rather than being able to just beat him outright. I generally think he can beat him without even. I think he can, but I don't think he would. I think I think no, no, he, he's, like he 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 can absolutely beat him physically. But I I think if even if it came down to it, he could beat him without raising a finger. I think he would be able to actually talk him into fucking taking his own life. I I do. I genuinely think he could play the mind games. I think he's good enough, and Edward is receptive enough to it. Yeah. And again, he, I think the, the fact that he has this experience, he's been in that position where he's had the the incredibly destructive, incredibly damaging relationship, yeah. which is what this fucking entire franchise is built on. Um, he's been there, he's done that, and he's destroyed the girl more than once. Yeah, and he's gonna, if anything, no, if anything, let let him read his fucking mind. Let him see all the shit oh, he did to everything he did to the gypsy girl, everything he did to Drusilla, everything he did to Buffy. How did we not think of Let that? Let him fucking see it. This is the path you're on, what son. This is what you're going to do to this poor girl. And she might not thank you And then you he just offs himself to save her. Yeah. Well, again, we watch the second film. Because that's that's the emo way to go, isn't it? Yeah. Have I, have I literally... Just, you can tell me it's fine. Have I literally just given the ending of Twilight away without getting anywhere near it even? No, you've, you've given the plot of book two away, where he uh, he's... Um, Having convinced that he's ruined, no, he's ruined her life, and he's put her in danger, and he can't do it again. He fucks off to Europe. Um, the sister then sees Bella jumping off a cliff in one of her visions, um, and then tells him, and so he decides to walk into the middle of fucking St Peter's Square and out himself to a point where he, he gets killed. Um, so he, you know, by taking his shirt off and walking around fucking sparkling, and then the, like the fucking vampire Gestapo, or whatever they're called, headed up by Michael Sheen, will come and kill him. Um, Jesus Christ. I, mean, yeah. I I haven't seen any of that coming, man. <laughs> oh yeah, this is completely out of the no, nothing to do with the first book. This one, um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of where the second one goes, and then after that they get a bit trite. After that they get trite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. What a um, genius move, though. I can't believe I thought of that, and it, it is absolutely again. It's the it's the two moves ahead thing with the age of the experience. It's just like yeah, go on then. Yeah, read if my you fucking think mind. Yeah, you think you think you know what's coming? Have a look. Best thing you can do, mate, is fucking off yourself. Yeah, do 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 her a favor now, and do yourself a favor would be his thing as well. Because after she's killed herself, you won't be able to live with yourself, and then you become me, literally, because it's the only piece missing from the puzzle that is me. Yeah, um, and yeah, that's that's it, isn't it? That is the move. <laughs> it's just go. All right, then here we go. Open book. 
read my mind. Look at the fucking atrocities yeah, that I've committed at, yeah, and look, women that I'm obsessed with. Look at the suffering I cause. Look at the damage I cause to the people I love. And that's the thing. It's not just Buffy. It's literally it's everyone. It's, it's everyone. everyone. It's everyone. I mean, you know, you, you've got the everything from the time Darla turns him right up to the time he gets cursed with his soul. And then even when he has a soul, the suffering he brings down by punishing himself, the suffering he brings down on Buffy. And then he turns he turns back to Angelus, the suffering he brings down on Giles by taking out Jenny. Um, the suffering he takes out, he inflicts on... Even on Spike, I was uh, you, uh, yeah. I was going to see if you got there, but that's what I was about to say. Even on he, he like, torments his own fucking side. Yeah, well, not just his own side, like the the baddest vampire in the show <laughs> until yeah. that point, and he's just like, nah, she's mine now. Fuck you. I yeah. just... And again, it's the whole no, the whole thing of no, fucking no, call him sit and spin and belittling the fact that he got injured. Yeah, all this sort of stuff. It's just no. I, this is now everything. Anytime anybody has meant anything to me, I have fucking broken them. Have a look. I can't believe it took an hour and ten minutes to get to that. Neither can I. What? But what a pair of fucking idiots! How did we not realize that as soon as we started talking about <laughs> reading minds? How did we not get there immediately? Like, yeah, go on, have a look. Yeah, it would have been a very <laughs> short a reason, show. Then. There's a reason he's the way he is, mate. Have a look. Um, yeah, it is absolutely that. Because I was before you. You pulled that. I mean, that's the fucking that's the Trump card. Before you pull that out of the bag, I was I was just supposed to say like the only possible chance Edward had would be to expose him to sunlight. And even then, it's not like like Angel magically bursts into flames immediately. Like they smolder for a bit first, so he oh, had time they, to they get a coat over his head. On it. No, they, yeah. yeah, they 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 do warm up first. Yeah, so he'd have time to get a coat over his head and retreat to a yeah, place of strength. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's that, isn't it? Use your superpower, mate. Use it yeah. against you. Yeah, use it against me. See what happens. Fucking hell, that's genius. That is genius. Well done. <laughs> so well yeah. done. I take if I were wearing a hat, I would take it off to you, sir. Well done. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, so in the battle of Edward Cullen and Angel, um, Angel wins. Uh, if you disagree with us, if you're um, one of the uh, the the what the Twihards? Yeah, I was trying to think of something less uh, derivative, but uh, well, less derogatory. But um, yeah, if, if, no, if, no, if, I don't use it as a derogatory term. They are what they are. They're, yeah, they're twihards. I'm Scooby. Whatever. It's not. It's not a derogatory yeah. thing. It's a fandom. It's fine. Own it. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, don't so, let anyone tell you fucking otherwise either. If you are a twihard out there, own it. Wear that shit on your sleeve. If it makes uh, you happy, fuck them. Well, as long as that's not illegal. Uh, well, yeah. Don't literally fuck them. <laughs> yeah, we're not two weeks that's ago. That's not what I'm saying. Show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, no, fandom is one of these. It's a very personal thing, um, and like I have, I mean, we've talked about it before. I have issues with certain fandoms and people's interpretation of them, but that's a different story. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we've just spent the last hour and a quarter on 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 not talking about a fight, but talking about aspects of um, of certain characters. If you want to clap back at us, if you think we've got it wrong, if you think we've missed a point, as always, get in touch. Let us know. Um, but you, you, touch you can't beat that fucking. You, you can't. As, as an ending, that's a fucking. You, you can't. You can't. Come on, guys. Come that's, back at us, as always. But that's straight. That's, that's straight out of the fucking John Madden playbook. That one. That's that straight. is. I think that is the most definitive win we've had in a long time. Well, I think when you some time, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, as always, reach out. Um, you can get in touch with us on Twitter at ddpodcastnet. Um, on Facebook with the Double Down Podcast Network. Uh, you can go to our website, ddpodcast.net. Uh, you can get in touch with us through there. You can listen to some of our other shows, previous episodes of this show. Um, there are some crackers, um, so have a, have a route around see what you can find. Um, 
wherever you get your podcast from, be it iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Blueberry, Blackberry, whatever. Um, like, share, review, subscribe. Let us know what you think. We'll give out to you as best we can. But until next time, see you later. Yeah.